All right, we are back. Welcome to this special bonus installment of Pod Theory. I'm your host, Jason Sircone, and it feels damn good to be back in front of the microphone. The last episode of Pod Theory to conclude Season 1 was Episode 125. I believe we dropped that back in May of 2021. So, hope you're having a great summer, and we are gearing up for the launch of Season 2 of Pod Theory. And when I say we... I mean that because it's not just me and you. As you're going to learn as you listen to today's bonus episode, I've got something pretty cool in store for you. And I don't want to say I've broke new ground with this concept, but I've talked to some other podcasters about what I'm going to be doing with pod theory as we go forward. And the response has been very positive. And it's been something that not a lot of people have heard of. So I'm really looking forward to rolling this out. I think it's going to bring more value to the show and give you more reasons to just binge the hell out of the new season when it goes live. Now, this special bonus installment of Pod Theory took place at Podcast Movement 2021. The good people at HubSpot set up a podcast pavilion where you could sit down and record an episode of your podcast. And I did just that. I actually booked the time in advance, and I did it for a totally different reason. It's something that I'm going to talk about on my YouTube channel at a later date. And speaking of my YouTube channel, if you'd like to find out my takeaways from Podcast Movement 2021, jump over to youtube.com slash Jason Sircone, where I put up a video with my five big takeaways from Podcast Movement 2021. And I tried to make this more about you than me, because I feel this is information that you need, even if you weren't there. You need to hear what these takeaways were. If you're a podcaster, if you're a content creator, highly consider Podcast Movement next time it rolls around. They've got some big events in the works. I believe there's one in Vegas, one in LA, and then the Podcast Movement in its iteration that I attended that was in Nashville is going to be in Dallas, Texas in August of 2022. So lots to consider and lots to do. But get out and meet your fellow podcasters, do some networking, build some relationships, bring something home that you can implement into your own practices. Now, this special episode features my main man, Travis Brown from Poddex. You probably remember Travis's voice from episode 125. Also, if you haven't done so already, check out Travis on Instagram at Poddex. Some of the best content you'll find on Instagram. Dude's thorough. Dude's informative, he's fun, he's entertaining. There's so many reasons to follow that account. Go check it out today. But me and Travis have some big things in the works, and it all starts with what's going to go down on Season 2 of Pod Theory. As I said, I'm rolling out this new approach, and I really think it's going to bring you value, so I want you to hear all about it. I'm going to step aside and put this monologue to rest and let you jump into this special bonus installment of Pod Theory coming at you live from Podcast Movement 2021 in Nashville, Tennessee. All right, Podcast Movement. You can hear the 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 mutterings of people in the hallway here. You can. It's I like wonder, electric. I wonder if everybody listening to us in podcast land can hear the muttering of people in the hallway. Well, if you can't, I'm going to describe it to you. It's like birds chirping in nature. That's but right. they're podcasters. Yeah. Here at this awesome event in Nashville, Tennessee, I believe this is Podcast Movement 7, but for you and I, our first time at Podcast Movement. So, Travis, what are your thoughts on your first Podcast Movement experience? 
So overall, it's great. There's a lot of great things happening. I think what I'm most excited about is meeting people like yourself in real life. Yeah, absolutely. So made a ton of internet friends over the last year and a half. And to actually see somebody in real life, it, it, it cements something. You're not just like, we're not just friends on the internet. We're like, we're, we're eating food together and laughing. And it's great. Yeah, like, like life used to be pre-COVID. Absolutely. It's cool to get back to this. So yeah, honestly, when I booked my ticket, that was one of the big things that I was looking at was the fact that we're finally going to be able to get back to interacting with people in a nice networking environment, like-minded individuals, all sharing ideas and sharing stories. And that's really what this has been about. There's been a lot of breakouts and a lot of sessions and some good keynote speeches and all kinds of good stuff on that end. But anytime I see an event like this come together, that's why I want to be there. Yeah, conventions are really what you make of them, right? So there's keynote yeah. speakers, there's breakout sessions, but there's all this networking and hallway talk that I think is really worth the, t- the ticket, the admission price. 100%. I think anybody, whether you're in the podcasting industry and if you are and you're not at Podcast Movement, you should be looking at an event like this or any of the other various podcast festivals that are out there because breaking out of that shell and getting into that environment where you're around other people that can help you. The idea is you never know where they're going to come from. Like I was sitting in the middle of a class yesterday and it was, I didn't get a ton from it, but I got one point and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. This is going to change a lot of things for me. And exactly. you never know when that's going to happen. But if you're not here, you're never going to experience it. Yeah. And then, so I run into you and then I run into someone else I meet and I introduce you to. Mm-hmm. And so this, this sort of like the six, deg- six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, so. not exactly, but I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's not here. <laughs> I know, it's a shame. He, he has a podcast, doesn't he? He's got to. If he doesn't, we're going to start one for he's him. He's missing out. Yeah, this is, so this is the call out to Kevin Bacon. So we didn't really preface this. So Travis and I, had, we were here in Nashville, Tennessee. I had booked this half-hour spot in the HubSpot Podcast Pavilion just on a whim. I, they, they offered it to everybody attending. I said, what the hell? I'll throw my name down. Maybe I'll meet somebody new. Yeah. And I said, hey, why don't we go sit down and do a podcast? Turns out I met somebody that I've known for a while here in the <laughs> podcast industry. Do you want to go sit down and talk? And it actually is really cool that we're getting to do this because this is going to be a nice little preview. Depending on where you're listening to this at, it could be either on Pod Theory or it could be on Podcast Builder Club. But Travis and I have decided to do something a little different. And I, I'm still going to hang my hat on this. I think it's a new idea because I haven't seen a lot about it. So as a listener of Pod Theory... As you hear this right now, if you're listening to it on my platform, you probably haven't heard an episode of Pod Theory in months because I decided after Travis and I's last interview, episode 125, we've peaked and I can never do any better than this. (laughs) I'm kidding. I decided that instead of doing a daily show with a few interviews mixed in that I wanted to change the format. So decided to take a brief hiatus and go to season mode. Then... In that time frame, I was like, yeah, you know, it's it's a little tough to wrangle up guests all the time, yep. even if you're doing it in season mode. So I came up with this idea that instead of doing multiple guests, why don't we focus in on one subject with a featured co-host? And we can sit down and me and that co-host can tackle this subject for the full season, no matter how many episodes unfold. It gives us an opportunity to really dig deep into a subject. And, of course... Travis is my sounding board. <laughs> well, I love, you know, p- put me in front of a microphone and let's go, right? Yeah, right. I think you should call this like the featured season format. And you could even tell other people how they can achieve this by saying, listen, I'm going to I'm gonna dive into one topic. I'm going to stick with one person. We're going to make multiple episodes. Think of it like your own Netflix 
season yeah. of content with the same characters, and then next season, new characters. Right. And it's funny, you know, we were as we were walking up here, we just got back from an awesome lunch at the GOAT. Shout out to the GOAT, because that was good freaking food. It was uh, incredible. And a, a conversation about The Sopranos broke out. And that being my favorite show, and as you guys probably learned, when that came up, I didn't shut up for 10 minutes. He lit up like a light bulb. Right? Like a neon, one of those neon signs in the window of a bar. It's pretty crazy how much I know and how much I can talk about that show. But the fact that every season had a new villain, and you'd have that run, and then something crazy would happen with that villain, and you get a so, guy like... Uh, Ralphie, who went for two seasons, but yeah, like there was always somebody new filtering in. So that was not exactly how I came up with this idea. It was more or less a concept of bringing somebody else onto the platform to show their knowledge, to give them an additional stage to talk about a subject that they're passionate about. But from my end, with Pod Theory, it gives me an opportunity opportunity to create content in a more efficient manner. Because anybody that's a podcaster knows that when you have to find multiple guests and then do research on that guest and build a script for that guest and then do all the production work and then market each episode. It can be a little daunting. A little? A little. It's a, a full-time job. It really is. Being an interview podcaster. So if you, you pick one person, you do a whole season, you research once, you make a pipeline, and you talk about a topic until it's, you're done talking about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's what we're going to do. So Travis and I are going to talk about some of the misconceptions and the myths, and really, to be honest, a lot of things that I've been hearing from people as we've been here at Podcast Movement this week. There are some things that people are saying out there that are just, it's still bullshit, and it still boggles yeah. my mind, and I think it creates a lot of confusion. Yes, there are good ways to proceed, there are bad ways to proceed, but if you're getting mixed messages as a podcaster or as a content creator in general, you don't know which direction to go. And we want to try to do our part, even if it's just a few episodes of a podcast, to put some good information out there for you to consume. And yeah. I'm looking forward to working with, with yeah, you Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Be uh, th this is the deal. As a content creator, things are changing. There's new platforms. There's new opportunities. There's different strategies on how to do things. But if you take all of that in at once, it's like trying to eat Thanksgiving dinner for breakfast, right? Like, you're taking in so much and you're so overwhelmed that you never start to do anything. You just create these lists of the things that you quote, these are air quotes, <laughs> should do. But then you're like, what do I do first? Then you're not creating. Then you're feeling like you're less than everybody else who's showing you their highlight reel of how cool they are on the internet. And you're not feeling fulfilled as a creator. When in reality, there's ways around overwhelm there's ways around strategizing in a minimalist i might i might have to coin this phrase like minimalist creation mindset that's really good mcm tm right there trademark. verbal trademark yes verbal trademark so i'm gonna write that down minimalist creator mindset where instead of focusing on where you're not and where you need to be triple quadruple down on one aspect of your business and lock it down until you've got it like the back of your hand like you could just you know do it with your eyes closed do it with your mouth closed and then you move on to the next thing instead of trying to bite off this giant piece you know we're i mean we're getting fire hosed with information on what platforms you should do podcasting yeah. 2.0 show notes this thing the other thing and i think that there's nobody out there who is positioning this in a way that like gives people room to breathe cpr for podcasters there you go 
man, you're just a nonstop good idea machine right now. <laughs> I mean, and, and to loop this all back to, to podcast movement and what we're learning here, you, you just said it perfectly. Like, as if I'm a brand new podcaster and I'm, I'm, I really want to get my feet wet, I want to sink my teeth in and do really well with my show, and I see that podcast movement is coming up, I'm going to go and I want to learn from the best. But when I get here, fire hose to the yeah. face is exactly how you even as an experienced podcaster i'm going around and i'm meeting new companies that are doing all these different things and it's usually the usually the typical progression that once a platform catches fire there's going to be all these ancillary products and services that come in around it and that's what we're learning here so as someone brand new that is very green in this process yeah. you could walk into this room with all of these companies coming at you like oh you gotta do this and just be like, what the hell is yeah. happening right now? What step do I take next? Yeah, it's it, there's a lot to consume. And, and, and that's where I think I 100% would tell anybody, yes. It, no matter what field you're in, if there's a convention that's going to offer you those opportunities to network and meet people and, and learn more about your industry, take advantage of it. Make that investment in yourself and take the time to go. I know I've been told that for years, and I've never really taken advantage of it until right now because I feel podcasting is what I've become the most passionate about in any career path I've taken mm -hmm. over the years. And I'm very glad that I came here, if not just for the simple fact that I got to meet some like-minded people, and we've already started making plans. And food. The food. Well, <laughs> we haven't had the steak yet. Maybe we mistimed this because we'll be at King Throwback to my episode with Jason. We talked about steak, but it didn't make it into didn't the make episode. It in the air. He cut out the best part. Maybe I'll have to do like a bonus uh, release of the steak conversation. Well, no, you don't. Because I'll tell you what, my friend, I'm looking at our timer and we've got plenty of time to rehash this. Okay. So, how do you like your steak, Travis? So, I take my steak medium. And you're wrong for that. No, that medium is right in the middle. It, it, it encompasses both sides of the spectrum, the sear and the blood. But it's not too seared and chewy, and and it's not too bloody where it's got a heartbeat. See, that's... And, okay, let me backtrack. I don't 100% agree with you, but I will give some wiggle room to medium. That's fine. Medium well is way out. Forget it. Too far, okay. too far gone, but medium rare is where it's at. A, a perfectly cooked medium rare steak can't be beaten by any food on the planet. I'm, I firmly believe that's why cows were put here. Fuck milk. So, they were put here to give us that perfectly <laughs> cooked, perfectly seared medium rare. And piece this is of meat. every cut of meat. Every cut of meat. Well, not pork. You gotta make sure your pork's cooked. Okay. But we're talking steak, though. Yeah, oh, for steak, absolutely. Medium rare doesn't get any better. Okay. And as I told you last night when we were, we talk about this way too much, but as we were talking about last night, I didn't experience this medium rare steak late, till later in life because my dad always grilled things a little bit longer than he should have. Yeah. And it wasn't until later in life that I was able to start giving him hell. I'm like, dude, <laughs> take it off the flames. It's done. It's time to eat. Did you so. convince him? Yeah, he's on that train. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he ever wasn't. He just didn't know. He just wanted to make sure that the meat was done. All right. Well, I'm going to consider... And my, mom, and my mom is more of the cook it longer. Yeah, because I don't want to see school. the blood. Yeah, and I... Uh, I think that resonates with There's going to be no convincing women. her otherwise at this point. Well, I might. I'm going to flip a coin. I might go medium rare tonight or medium. I converted him. No, you haven't converted anything. We go off mic. I don't know if I want to go with the $80 <laughs> steak, medium rare, if I know I like medium. Okay. I can see your logic, but... Live a little. We've talked about that while we're here. Can I have a bite of yours? Okay. That you know what? Yes. <laughs> Will you feed it to I, I, me nice like guy. your child? 
Yeah, can I do the little airplane thing? <laughs> Travis, open up. Yes. <laughs> That's all I want is you to f- feed me like I'm your child. I'll wear a bib at the table. It's that a was, nice restaurant. This was one of those unwritten reasons to come to podcast movement was to. I think it's the only reason we both came. Feed your podcast buddy steak on a fork like he's a five year old. So well, have you seen anything here that blew your mind? That that is innovative. That is that your favorite kind of takeaway. I think, honestly, it wasn't mind-blowing, but the word that I've really grabbed onto was from Tom Webster of Edison Research when he did his keynote on Wednesday morning. The word that he said, and he actually had two really good points, and one of them is very poignant and something I think about all the time, is master your craft. Mm -hmm. Because I always think that that's one thing you can control, is mastering what you do and just keep getting better at it every day. But the word that he said that really struck a chord with me was recommendability when you think about trying to get new podcast listeners where do those listeners come from the main source is they come from other people that hear your show and they recommend it to others yep. same thing with netflix series or amazon prime series no matter what people are getting into chances are someone recommended it to them and i started thinking about that and i'm like that's so simple but I never thought of it on that level with the exponential growth of one friend tells one friend, that friend tells her, and all of a sudden you're just blowing up. Yeah. And if you put yourself in a position to be recommendable, you have a lot of chances to win. So, and, and you're going to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of headache trying to find all these innovative ways to use social media. Just focus on good content, make it valuable, and make yourself something that someone would be happy to recommend to a friend. Did he have any tips on how to become more recommend? Recommendable? Yes. Sorry. I was thinking about <laughs> recommendability. In that recommendability. Recommendability. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a little bit of a twister. But I think his, because he's a, a stats guy and a, and a research guy, his was more focused on where you should be. And he was big on YouTube. And Facebook was another one that he talked about as well. And I didn't necessarily agree with that. Travis, and we can talk about this. I know we'll talk about this more in season yeah. two. A lot of what you hear here, and I heard this in another breakout, that you need to be everywhere. To me, that, that's a very antiquated, almost old school approach. Because you think about the sheer mental and physical bandwidth that it takes to be everywhere with all of these platforms coming out. You drive yourself insane. Yeah. Trying to build a presence on every network. And you're the perfect person to talk about this with because you've built a fantastic presence on Instagram. And that's the lane you've chosen. Yes. And you're rocking it. So yeah. talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's a, so each platform wants you to post in their native platform. So, you know, TikTok wants vertical videos. YouTube wants 16 by 9. Facebook wants you to use Facebook video, not to put a YouTube link. You know, Twitter wants words. Instagram wants, they want reels now, but they want picture content. And so what people do is they go, okay, I'm going to be everywhere and i'm going to use a tool that when i post one post puts it on all the platforms which doesn't get you what you want all it does is it creates an echo chamber of the same message on every platform and then if you go vice versa and you say well okay i'm going to make individual i'm going to repurpose all content to meet all those formats you will spend all your time reformatting content to be native to the platform so the easy fix to this is to just think about what is your favorite platform to use and then where do you think your audience is? Do those potentially meet up? And then to literally stop suffering from FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and go to one place 
and just go all in on your content. And I'm, when I say go all in on your content, I mean no garbage posts, no pictures of steaks, no pictures of the beach. Your audience is there for two reasons, education or entertainment. And if you're not doing a little of both of those, I think you're losing. So if you're going to educate people, then give them the education and the information. Because most people are afraid, well, what am I going to sell then? Or if I give away all the information, they're not going to want me to coach them. Or, you know, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is, you know, you, ever, you have Costco in Pittsburgh? Yes. Yeah, you walk around the store and there's a lady with a Dixie cup of Sprite. And I don't know who's never tasted Sprite, <laughs> but you taste the Sprite and it reminds you... Oh, yeah, I like Sprite. I'll pick up a, a pallet yeah. <laughs> of, of, of Sprite, Sprite. right? <laughs> so you have to think of your content as like these little appetizers, these little snacks that constantly remind people of your value for when they're ready to buy something. Who do they think of? They don't think of 7-Up. They think of Sprite, right? Be the Sprite, right? So right. you have to give it away. One way I can recommend you do that is just to take all your content and lay it out in order chronologically. If you have 12 steps, take all those steps, put them in order, and then completely jumble them up and randomize them. And then put out the content like that because no one will ever put it back together. But give away all the information for free and you will get more clients. You will, get, you will sell more courses. You will get more customers. And, you know, and finally, I know we, we've got limited time in, in the pavilion here. Brought to you by HubSpot. But you also have to like figure out who you are and what your unique angle is as a person who's presenting the information. You know, so if you go, if you if you go, and I'm just going to get off this soapbox here in a second. But if you go comedy, you look at all these comedians, and then look at like Stephen Wright. You know, Stephen Wright's a guy who just he's sleepy and he talks like this, completely different. Yeah. Than all the stand-up comics, like a Mitch Hedberg. A Mitch Hedberg, exactly. Mm-hmm. Greatest com- greatest comedian we ever lost. Oh, absolutely. And. If you're educating, you know, you can look at somebody like Gary Vee. I don't like to use him as an example because he's got a huge team of people, but he puts it all out there. There Mm -hmm. is nothing behind the paywall. The paywall is, you know, he invests in one of your companies or something. So, but Gary Vee is Gary Vee. He's yelling at you. He's angry. He's like, just fucking do it. Mm -hmm. And that's him, right? So you have to figure out who you are in the space and what plays into you authentically to present that educational or or entertainment information. And I think that's really the key is to, to not go bigger. But to go smaller, where can you not be? Yeah. Where can you not be? And that's the impact you can make building that audience in one network. And if you're valuable enough, they're going to come and find you because most people are on all networks and they're consuming different kinds of content on different networks. And that was always the argument for, well, on Facebook, you should be doing this. And on Twitter, you do this. And on Instagram, you do this. And on YouTube, you do that. And Pinterest over here. And I mean, by the end of the day, your head's just spinning. You spent your whole time trying to be everything to everyone on every platform. And... Those platforms aren't going away. They just keep adding to the list of things that you need to do. Yeah. So we're about to get the hook. So I want to get your biggest takeaway so far, and then we're going to wrap up because, again, this is a nice little primer for what's coming up in Season 2 of Pod Theory. But fire away. What's your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway is that there is currently what we're living in is podcasting 1.0. And podcasting 1.0 is that you record audio and you put it on the Internet and somebody listens to it. But it seems like we're either in podcast 2.0 or 2.1, whatever firmware update we're in right now, where podcasting is is in a whole ecosystem, where you're live videos, you're getting engagement on a clubhouse, you're, you're doing posts on Instagram, you're doing all these things. It's more than just the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you think that you're just going to plug in a microphone and record and people are going to show up, I think that you can grow that way. But unless you're starting to think about how you take people after the audio to this new world or vice versa, getting people back and forth, I think really the podcasting 2.1 mindset is going to be a thing because video is not going anywhere. It's easier to broadcast. It's easier to stream. You know, we watch Mark Cuban talk about his fireside app Mm -hmm. and all these things are culminating into one, which is overwhelming for people, but you have to be ready to jump into the next chapter of what podcasting has become. And I'll elaborate more in the next season of Pod Theory. Could not agree more. And I'm really looking forward to doing this with you, man. I think we're onto something cool. And I've already talked to some other podcasters that are looking forward to doing future seasons that are looking forward to see what we put together. Yes, we got a lot to live up to. I'm going to set the bar really high. Let's do this. Yeah, I mean, following Travis's shoes, I mean, the dude's going to go medium rare steak because of (laughs) me. We'll see. So we'll see. The bar is set high in a lot of different ways. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, little preview, little snippet of what Travis and I are going to be doing with Season 2 of Pod Theory. Thanks for hanging out, man. It's been a good week here in Nashville with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll see everybody soon, and uh, let's go get that steak. Let's do this. So there you have it. That was my special sit-down interview with Travis Brown of Poddex coming at you from Podcast Movement 2021 in Nashville, Tennessee. Great event. A lot of work, effort, time went into putting Podcast Movement together. Were there some things that I hope were done a little bit differently? Absolutely. Not everyone can get 100% of the things right 100% of the time, but these events are what you make of them. And just as importantly, they're an investment in yourself. They're an investment in your education. They help make you better at what you do. So no matter what field you're in, if there's a conference that comes around that allows you to go, learn, network, meet like-minded individuals, share ideas, build relationships, you absolutely need to take advantage of that. We didn't get a lot of this human interaction in 2020. Most of it was done virtually. And now we're at a point where things are slowly starting to get to a more safe area and we can get out and meet people. Do it with your own version of safety. Keep your distance. Wear a mask if you choose. But make sure you're taking the time to get better at what you do. Master your craft, make yourself recommendable, and get in front of other people and have some fun. So, as we said, Season 2 of Pod Theory is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to having Travis on the podcast for the full season of Season 2. And we're going to debunk some myths. We're going to talk about a lot of the misconceptions that take place in the podcasting realm. And we're going to put it all to bed. And this is going to be a season that you can refer back to time and time again And I'm looking forward to this season and then all future seasons featuring a new featured co-host. It's going to be a blast. So get ready for season two of Pod Theory. I don't have an exact release date yet, but believe me, as a subscriber, as a follower of Pod Theory, you are going to be the first to know when the new season is about to drop. I'll be here. I'll be on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Jason Sircone talking all about it. Season 2 is going to be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're looking forward to it as much as me. So that's going to bring this special bonus episode of Pod Theory to a conclusion. Damn good to be back talking with you here on this microphone, and I'm looking forward to bringing you some exceptional value with Season 2 of Pod Theory in the very near future. I am Jason Sircone. That does it for this bonus episode. Thanks for joining in. End of podcast.